Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you found us here today. Father Anthony and I have a great show prepared for you. We're doing something a little different. We're going to take on a bunch of different topics instead of three primary ones. We hope that you enjoy the shift. Um, I'm recording this intro after we recorded the show. We had a blast, and it livened up our week after we were both having some uh, difficult weeks. So, um... I hope that it brings some some joy and fun to you. If you don't like one topic, don't worry. There will be a new one in about five or six minutes. Uh, if you enjoy today's show, please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. We appreciate it and enjoy. Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Sharapa. Hello, priest friend. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Taylor friend. How are you? <laughs> Taylor friend. Yes. I'm, not e- I'm not even a lay person. I just have my own my own little category. Own I'm category. Taylor friend. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the one and only Taylor friend. Uh, we haven't talked since the Christmas episode. You have been quite busy and quite stressed, and I think mm-hmm. uh, I think I joined you in it last week. Um, last week was the most stressful week I've had in a very long time. Uh, I, I I almost completely shut down, and it was awesome. How? What's up with you? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's you know, it. I'm still alive, still happy to be a priest. It's just uh, you know, sometimes you you got. You got hard times, and you have to deal with it and keep doing stuff. And so that's as vague as I, uh, that's as specific as I can be without uh, getting in trouble. So there you go. Well, that almost made it sound worse (laughs) than it actually is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nothing like, (laughs) yeah, don't worry. Everything's good. Well, uh, you know, you're you're still happy being a priest, and I'm still happy being a tailor. Good. (laughs) We've got that going on. Good. So because I've had this like strange week of just it's just like the waves crashing over and over again, like the whole law of like anything that could go wrong did go wrong. Right. Yeah. Where it's like there were some big things that actually like added stress to my life, you know, some financial bills coming out of nowhere and some frustrating conversations coming out of nowhere and it all piling up. But then like everything else went wrong, too. So it's just like mm. the big thing, the big waves and the small waves, and the little waves. And it's just like I feel like I'm you know being sucked away by the undercurrent and then yet the waves are still crashing over my face and I'm just in the water just doing backflips and stuff and I can't breathe. That's what it felt like all last week. Yeah, that's um, it, it, ba- <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. It sounds like you're being waterboarded. It it it, it was. I was being waterboarded. Uh, yes, waterboarded was, by life. Yeah, a Taylor Stroll story. <laughs> a Taylor Stroll story. <laughs> it's pretty great. So, um, because of that. I'm in a little bit of an uh, a, an interesting mood, right? I'm okay. getting out. I, I got out of it. Like I got to relax this weekend. Watched a lot of football. I won my bets this weekend instead of losing them last weekend. I should have seen that as a sign of things to come, but I did not. Mm. Um, but I got to relax, and it was nice. But like as I was preparing for today's show, it's like usually we're a week ahead. But both of us were like, yeah, we're not doing. We're not. We weren't recording last week, right? Yeah. So this we're recording this on Monday. It's going out on Tuesday night, right? So. Um, I was like, look, I've got all these topics. And typically, those people who listen to the show know that we do like a little bit of ketchup, um, a little bit of mayonnaise, a little bit of mustard. I'm just kidding. That was just too easy and sitting right there. We do, we, we catch up with each other, and then we do a topic. 
And then yeah. we take a break. And then we come back either with a guest or with a game or with another big topic. And then we close out with like our final thoughts in the final segment, right? Sure. Um, well, today, the second segment is going to be normal. We're going to play a game. And it's actually a new game. And I'm really excited about it. And I think it, it's either going to be a disaster or a super big hit, which the last time you and I did a, played a game that we only, it was a new game. We only played it once and it was either going to be a disaster or a big hit. It was our most popular episode that we did all of last year. So I'm hoping that okay. <laughs> that's right. some, some kind of see. similar here. Um, but for the first and third segments, it's going to be a little different today. Instead of two primary topics, I'm just going to rattle off as many topics as we could possibly get to today. Okay, I cool. Have, it's, it's the popcorn chicken of uh, of meals. It's not one piece of chicken. It's just lots of little ones. Right. So I'm hoping that people, you know, hopefully you don't get full before the end of the show and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I've had enough, you know. But hopefully, maybe you don't like every topic, but there should be something for everyone today <laughs> because we're hitting all kinds of stuff. And where we're going to start, there's been this trend on social media and it just started like, oh, like this week. And I'm not sure if you've seen it because you're not on the socials as much as you used to be. But there's this new trend that I that I find very funny. And mm -hmm. it's for single people. So not for me, not for you. It's for mm -hmm. people who are still single and mostly looking for love is kind of what who this trend <laughs> is for, right? Yeah, sure. And sure. what it is is people it, – it's this viral thing of everybody kind of doing it and saying, okay, I'm going to play along with this game. And you ask your followers, what is my type? Like, Interesting. In a, in, a, in a relationship, right? Like, yeah. what's my type? Because very often, the person doesn't recognize what their type is. Every now and then they do. Like, my yeah. best friend knows his type. I know his type. It's all very, we, we know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, for other people, they're like doing this, and they're saying that it's the most eye-opening thing in the world. One, because they lack the self-knowledge of what their type is, and two, realizing how good their friends know them, because everybody posts it, and then there's like all these comments, and people are like, oh, yeah, 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 that's totally your type, and they're like, oh, no, I think you're right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's very funny. So, obviously... We're not going to play the game, right? You're you're a priest, and yeah. uh, you know we, we want to keep you a happy priest, so we're not going to exactly. play the, the type thing. Uh, I'm I've been married, happily married for nine years. We've been married for ten, and uh, I just want to keep that going. That it's a pretty good streak, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, what I realized is, as I was thinking about this, I was like, "This is a fascinating thing," and I was like, "Well, what's my type in co-host?" And people have been very complimentary of our new logo, and everybody's saying. Look at all those lovely ladies on on the like there's there's not like even the number one Catholic women's podcast abiding together has three yeah. women on it. You know what other show has three women on it? This one. Yay. So my type yeah. in, when it comes to co-hosts is middle-aged white women and you. And I don't know if that says more about me or you. <laughs> <laughs> that um, I, you know, I think that I, I am pretty um, emotionally intelligent. I do have very long hair as well. It's in the bun right now. Um, so I, it, maybe I fit it. I actually, I, this is actually distressing me a little bit. Why, why is it me? And then what, what's going on? The more I think about it, I'm like, wait a second. Um that's fascinating. Look at you. You're an ally. You are a pro-woman pro Catholic host. That's beautiful. 
and I've been pro woman my whole life. That just the meaning of that has just shifted. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a little healthier now than it was yeah. when you were in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it was so funny because I was like, "This says something about one of us," and I'm not sure which. I was like, you know, I, I was, I, I have some things that I've said off air, but there's some obvious things like, yeah, I, I, I have a wife. No one else on the show has a wife. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so true. It, was, it was just very funny. But I was like, is this a me thing? Because like when John left the show, because it used to be two guys, two girls, and then me. Right. So it was yeah, skewed yeah. a little bit more guys. But then, you know, John left and like we all got together. We were like, Catherine would be great. And then we asked yeah. Catherine. And now now it has just skewed the other way. And I was like, I, I, it's one of those things, like just like the my type thing on social media. I didn't realize what I was doing until it was done. And then I'm like, what does this say about me? Hmm. It says know. that you're a ladies' man. That's what it says. I think so, but not yep. for people my age, people that are 15 years older than me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't date much in high school, because all the, all the, all the ladies that would have been interested in me were, uh, you know, graduated college. <laughs> so, wait a second. Your wife is not 15 years older than you. She's not. <laughs> I also think mean? she wouldn't come onto the... She wouldn't My be a co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's not your type of co-host. You're, right, she's your exactly. type of wife. Exactly. She, is, she is my type of wife, but not my co-host. <laughs> she, she would hate being on the show. You know, it's so funny. She's 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 never been on the show prop. Oh, no, that's a lie. She came on the show for a little bit for one of the reunion things. But yeah. she's just not a, in front of the camera person. She'd rather be, you know, like being a mom and like good at life. <laughs> than being like being a normal a pers- human. Person on camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, I've got, I've got this. I told you there wasn't many spicier controversial. It's going to be an easy, laid back show, but we're moving right. into our next topic already. This might be the spiciest one that we do. I just want to prep you for it before. All right, bring it. Um, I have a theory. You know that whole thing of like, it's like a guy sitting by a table and he has a sign and he says something provocative and then it says, "Prove me wrong." Yeah. I've got one for you. I want you to picture that. I want you and all of the audience to picture that. <sighs> okay. I'm sitting at this table, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting, and my, my sign says, prove me wrong. And what mm-hmm. is written there says that English is more of a universal language for the church than Latin ever was. Oh, okay. Um, interesting. I would say that Latin was never as much of a universal language as we think it was, because, you know, Half of the church basically spoke Greek and not Latin for the longest time. Um, Alleluia. That's 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 Hebrew. I know. I was calling back <laughs> to our last episode. It's fine. Don't worry. Okay. That was a joke just for me and you, and even you didn't get it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, Kyrie eleison. <laughs> hey, it worked. There he goes. Um, but I think I think you know. There's a lot of English. Well, hmm. It, I think you have to do percentages. Like, what percent of the church speaks this language? Um, you might be right. I mean, there's a lot of the church that's, like, in Africa, a lot of church that's in um, the East as well. Uh, I don't know how much English um, those cultures, like, those parts of the church know about. But right now, like, most bishops can't speak Latin, for sure. You know, back in the day, most bishops could. Um, I might not be able to change your mind on that. It, uh, it's a, it was a fascinating thing that I thought about it. I was like, ooh, this is something, right? Because yeah. it's like, like 
I think it's if you look at it as total numbers or percentage, because yeah. clearly the church is way bigger and English is much more far reaching yeah. than the early church or even Rome was. Everybody was like, oh, Rome is the head of the entire known world. And the known world was 15% of the world. I mean, it's probably, yeah. you know, I'm right. being a little facetious, but like it was not the whole world. We didn't have the whole Americas. We didn't right. have, you know, most of you know, Africa and like the Northern Asia. Like they didn't know, right? <laughs> like Rome was, right. Rome was kind of Europe and kind of the Middle East and a little bit into Asia, right? Like, and, and so it, it was this fascinating thing of like numbers wise, English is way more pervasive. And like, uh -huh. I, I think even things like Spanish and Italian numbers wise are more pervasive, right? Sure. Now, if yeah. you, but, but if you look at percentages, just the, just because of the fact that something outside of the church, English has just become the language for business and worldwide stuff, right? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, us Americans are like, you know, super prideful. We're like, you need to learn our language, right? But everywhere else, <laughs> they learn multiple languages so that they can right. be good people, you know? Like, yeah. uh, but I, it was just this fascinating thing of like, man, like, if people are going to learn a second language, it's usually going to be English, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this is a fascinating thought that I don't think anybody's ever thought before. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, even, like, with, like, in ancient times, in the beginning of the church, like, just people who are Catholic, um, how many of them actually spoke Latin? Like I said, a lot of them was spoken Greek. The letters would have been written in Greek. Once the church becomes, like, the official language of the empire, yeah, you've got a lot of Christians speaking Latin in the West, but still you've got the whole East, which is still probably speaking Greek. Um, it's but a lot of people who write, write in Latin, so I don't know. I don't know. I have to look at that. That's crazy. It's, it's kind of one of those things of like, uh, you know, how many windows, are there more windows or doors in New York City? It's like, yeah. I, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just a fun thought experiment, right? Yes. You know? I just thought it was kind of funny. It would ruffle some people's feathers, which is why oh, I absolutely. shared it. Um, next, next one. You ready for the next topic? We're yeah, yeah. 13 minutes in. We're already on our third topic. Fourth topic. Beautiful. Because uh, we did our ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise. Okay. Um, yes. I was at a retreat. Uh, recently, and uh, prayer ministry was a big part of it, right? And that's something yeah. that I've been in involved with uh, for quite a while. Uh, kind of a little-known fact that I only share every now and then because, again, it ruffles people's feathers. But, like, I was trained to do ministry in within the charismatic renewal. So, like, a lot of that stuff, it's like that's kind of how I learn and what I experience a lot. Yeah. And it's like I love most of it. I have my kind of qualms about some, some parts of it, right? But sure. there's this term that I have that I heard a lot when I was in charismatic circles and I heard it recently because this group that I went and led the retreat with, it was cool. It was kind of like stepping back into like my past. It's like, yeah. there was some pretty powerful moments of people praying over each other and some like prophetic things. Like it was just really, really cool. Right. Sure. But there's a term that has always bothered me. Have you ever heard of the term of like, I'm going to pray a hedge of protection around you? <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one. Really? You've never heard yeah. it. Okay, yeah. it's like a really prominent thing, right? Oh, yeah. I'm fascinated by that. I, I'm fascinated that you've never heard it. I like, but like, I know like you as a priest can like lay hands and pray over people, right? But have you sure, ever sure. been around the ministry of like priests, lay people, like praying yeah. over people? Okay, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Yeah, I've dabbled I, I, in the charismatic movement. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just I I'm I, I'm broken that you have never heard this hedge of protection thing. 
Maybe it's more of a Southern thing. Like, I don't know. I'm fascinated that you've never heard the term. I but thought for sure you were going to say slain in the spirit, which I oh, think is no, a controversial no. way of speaking about something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to take I'm a death to murder you <laughs> yeah. in the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. By the way, uh, speaking of slain in the spirit, I went to a Benny Hinn thing when I was in college. Yeah. You know who Benny Hinn is? No. Who are you? How are you a Christian? <laughs> I, I I ask myself that question every morning. How how am so, I here? Uh, now now we're doing another topic inside of a topic. We're doing the latest yes. spirit thing. Um, <laughs> Betty Hinn was a televangelist, like really famous, like um, okay. kind of, uh, one of the big big probably top four or five televangelists ever. And his big thing was like everybody in his congregation would be slain in the spirit, like kind of when he. So it's essentially just like people passing out, right? Yeah. And it's like the miraculous part of it is like no one gets a concussion, right? I mean, like, yeah. for like if I, I'm, you know, 6'2", <laughs> I used to be close to 300 pounds. I'm losing weight, so it's better. But like Yay. if I fall, it should hurt, right? But like yeah, the absolutely. miracle is that people are just, you just take a little nap. God just puts mm-hmm. you to sleep, right? Yep. Um, but the thing with him is he, uh, he had the power in his jacket. So he would ah. just like wave his jacket and like a whole, a whole row of people would go. Like, like not row, like. You know, like in church where it's like, there's like hundreds of pews, but there's like four sections of pews. He would yeah. just like do it at one section. They would all fall. Well, me uh, and three other people from my university all went to this thing because we were interested in it. We're like, yeah, oh, we sure. got to experience this, right? Uh-huh. And uh, his jacket uh, slew in the spirit our entire row, except for the four of us that were standing in the back. <laughs> I was like, is everyone here actors? And we're the only four participants. There's a thousand wait, people wait. here. Were you, were you all the way in the back? Were you just you're just out of the range, out of the splash damage range? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like a ranged weapon. I yes. mean, we were we, we were standing behind the back row because we wanted to be able to make a quick exit if we needed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, you're right. Problem. Maybe if I would have taken three steps forward, it would have changed my life. Who or knows? or if he wore a bigger jacket that day. Yeah. That would have done it. Yeah, he had lost a few pounds, got a smaller jacket. You know, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Good for him. Um, Anyway, I don't think there's many Betty Hinn fans that listen to this. Um, I think we're safe. So uh, the hedge of protection thing. Yes. And it's not even in like charismatic things, right? Where like I hear it a lot in charismatic stuff. But even like I've heard like mamas pray it around here a lot when their kid goes Mm. off to school. Lord, I pray a hedge of protection over my child. And essentially, it's just like, what are hedges? They surround your your house, yeah. right? But the thing that bothers me about it, the older I get up, or the, 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 the older I get, yeah. is I, I could jump over a hedge. I could walk through a hedge. And I'm not even special. Like, yeah. why aren't we like... Uh, it, Jericho walls of protection. Um, yeah. I want to b- build walls. I want to build force fields of protection, Lord, over my kids. I don't understand why we're using hedges because hedges are <laughs> tiny. And even the <laughs> largest ones, I could get through them somehow. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have your hedge of protection? Too bad. I have my weed whacker of attack. Goodbye, right. hedge of protection. <laughs> like, I, I literally just like picture. This is how my brain works, right? Yeah. Where here's me, and I'm currently in this room, and somebody prays a hedge of protection, and I just yeah. see Satan over there in the corner, and he's just like, he just looks at me, and he's like confused that I even tried to yeah. put the hedges up, and he just like takes a step over them and attacks me. Like, that's how, what I picture with the hedges of protection. 
Yeah, or if like if they're like uh, spiky hedges, I assume they're spiky hedges, right? Like maybe he gets his clothes caught on them and it's just inconvenient, and he's just like, ah, who needs this? <laughs> yeah, who needs it? I'm gonna go somewhere else with no hedges. Maybe he's that's like, what it is. He's like, I can fly, I can jump, <laughs> like I'm an angel. I, I I don't understand what the hedges are supposed to do, right? It, it's so, got to be some biblical metaphor, Larry. Isn't that a biblical image? I, I don't know. Prediction? I don't know. Let's we, we could try to fi- figure it out. Because like you're right, there are like in the Psalms or in like talking about like walls made out of brass, you know, pillars of iron. There's lots of like really cool defensive imagery in the uh, in the Bible to go for hedges. Like what about what about the the, the moat of defense? Or the, the, uh, yeah, the, we need moats. I mean, he could fly yeah, again. I mean, that's again. true. The 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 dome of get out of here. I pray a dome of get out of here. A dome of get out of here. So it's funny. Any so at this retreat, um, I was I was the guest, right? So like I was helping with the retreat. I wasn't like the person in charge of it. Um, so the person in charge of it, especially when you're gonna do something, people who have been in the charismatic renewal for a, a long enough time mm-hmm. know the good and the fruits that come out of it, but also know yeah. some of the pitfalls and some of the things that can lead to bad things. So yeah. they tend to be pretty protective of of it, right? It's just my first time working with this group. And he was like, hey, I'm going to lead this, but can you, like, pray for just that just that this whole thing is protected? Just kind of being a prayer person sure. in the back. And I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. right? And I, I don't know if it was – somebody there mentioned a hedge of protection. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what, what has popped into my head? And again, I'm just telling you how my brain works. Like, I can't yeah. – I can't help it, right? But – uh, did you see the last Harry Potter movies? Did you watch the movies? I know you're not a huge fan, but did you watch them? I've it's they've been on in my parents' house, so maybe I've seen parts of them, but I've never like sat down and watched them all. No. Okay, so what 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 I imagine? Oh, you seen Star Wars though? Yes, yeah. like the, like the, yeah. the prequel trilogy. It's a very sure. similar thing. You know how like um in, in the in the in the prequel trilogy, especially like in the the uh, Attack of the Clones in the second movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They would put up, it was like a dome. It was like a force field, right? Yeah. And you'd push a button and then just vroom, 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 vroom. And yes, they would exactly. appear <laughs> over all of the people. In particular. So they could shoot cannon fire. They could shoot missiles. They could shoot all this kind of stuff. And it would just hit the shield, right? Mm-hmm. It's really similar at the end of Harry Potter. It's this beautiful moment for me, especially because like working with kids now, like you're know, working, working in youth ministry for so long and working now coaching and all this stuff and now having kids. It's like, this is what I picture instead of a hedge, prote- hedge of protection is I'm praying for like the force field to come down yes. and like Jedi to be around there to fight for them. Those are the angels, right? Like guardian angels, to, like so St. Michael and all, you know, St. Michael is like Anakin before he fell. You know, I guess, well, I guess Anakin's like the devil. He was an angel. That yes. The devil. But he, he had a redemption say, arc, oh. so it's impossible. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's not a yeah. perfect metaphor. <laughs> but the point like, is, we need statues of angels with lightsabers. That's the point. W- yeah, it's really funny. My priest pointed it out that, like, uh, in the stained glass in our church, he's like, "Did you notice that?" I'm like, "Of course I noticed it. I'm a Star Wars fan." Like <laughs> that, that the angel at, in the the. I'm pointing like it's here and that yeah. you can see it. It's very <laughs> oh, <yeah>. funny. <laughs> you see it? You see it? Yeah. Uh, but it's the Eden story when they get kicked out and there's an angel with a flaming sword because that's yeah. what the Bible says. And it looks yeah. like a light, like a lightsaber. It's really cool. That's like, cool. Did you notice? I was like, Father, I've been here for eight years. I noticed on day one. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, but at the end of Harry Potter, uh, Voldemort, the big bad, comes to comes to kill Harry Potter and, you know, uh, and destroy the school and all this stuff right yeah like he does 
and all of the teachers put they they do this spell together that that puts this like dome around Hogwarts around the school. And so it's like that's what I picture, right? Mm. Obviously none of those are like completely in, impenetrable, right? Or unpenetrable imp- I don't know what the word is. But cuz like they en- they end up falling, but they put up with a lot of stuff, right? Which is essentially how the spiritual stuff works, right? It's like yeah. you can't just put up like an uh, an <laughs> force field that's just going to stop Satan forever. That'd be awesome, right? But yeah. you can put up these things that are a lot stronger than hedges, which is the whole point. <laughs> yes, correct. The point is hedges is not the best image. <laughs> yes. So the, now I'm praying for uh, Star Wars and Harry Potter versions of protection over these young students at this mm-hmm, at the confirmation mm-hmm. retreat. Yes, that's that's much better. That's pro- that prayer probably works better than the hedge prayer, to be honest. I think so too. And God's just like, this is creative. We haven't heard this one. Before. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it just because it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah. Uh, I look over and like, Professor McGonagall, what are you doing here? <laughs> Obi Wan, is that you? How did you get first to this confirmation all, retreat? First of all, wizards and Jedi's are obviously heretics that are in hell, so they will not be helping you. No, no. Jedi's are just the weird monks that go live by themselves and kind of get off a little bit. <laughs> I, they definitely straight to hell. All Jedi's, all Harry Harry Potter, straight to hell. Mm, Deal with like that. You. Deal with that. I don't like you. Want you. Sp- I know. I love you know making what? people angry who like Harry Potter. I love you, it so much. You know what I'm going to do? Me. What? I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray a hedge of protection around you and your soul so that you're not protected at all. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Clarissa Christensen has a book that I would like to share with you. She is a uh, professional Catholic counselor and she's the best. She wrote a book called Worthy that is a self-help book for Christians who are tired of the mediocre swipe right and swipe left style of dating. You want to change their dating standard and create a bold, fearless life full of passion and purpose. It doesn't matter if you're a high school girl, which I know a lot of high school girls listen to this show, uh, someone's grandma or anywhere in between. Worthy is designed for you. And a vulnerable vulnerable yet witty how-to guide, Clarissa takes you down her own path that led to a rock bottom of bad dates, low self-worth, and an unfulfilled life overrun by depression and anxiety. In these 13 easy-to-read chapters, you will learn how to identify and overcome the insecurities that are holding you back, establish a dating standard you love, grow a supportive friend tribe, dive deeper into your relationship with God, live unapologetically. By the end, you'll learn who you are, what you want out of your life, and how to get it. So if you are a person that is dating this date this book is perfect for you or if you know somebody uh maybe it's your cousin your niece your nephew your aunt somebody who is in that dating part of the life share this book with them head to her website igniteyourworth.com to purchase your copy today or you can even request a signed copy that's igniteyourworth.com link in the description Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Father Heads of Protection, Anthony Sharapa. We're going to play a new game today, Father Anthony. I know. It's exciting. I'm excited, and I'm going to have fun playing this game with you. Whether anyone else enjoys it, it remains to be seen, uh, because I still think the last, time, the last time we did a game like this was the Whisper Challenge, and I thought it was going to be a huge flop before oh, we recorded yeah. it. I thought it was going to be a flop before we recorded it. I thought it was a flop while we were recording it. And I thought it was a flop after we published it. It's the number one episode we did all year. And I, so I don't understand the audience. I just, I, I've given up thinking that I know anything about podcasting and I'm just going to lead into it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So we're going to play another new game that I learned on social media and like late night shows, which is where we got the whisper challenge game, right? 
This is called the Alphabet Challenge. Have you heard anything about the Alphabet Challenge, or is this blind to you? This is brand new for me. Okay. So what people do is it's called the Alphabet Challenge because you and I are going to have a conversation, except it's only going to be once I get one sentence, you get one sentence. We're going to go back and forth. And we have to have a fluid conversation, but like I'm going to start the first one with my sentence has to start with the letter A. Your next sentence has to start with the letter B. My next sentence has to start with the letter C. And we go back and forth doing one sentence and trying to have a fluid conversation. And in this context, we're just going to have a conversation about faith, about, about Catholicism, about things that we typically talk about on the show, right? Okay. But it's not just – the challenge isn't just to say, you know, adoration is cool, baptism is a sacrament. Like we're not just saying things that are statements of fact. We're trying to have a fluid conversation. Does the do these terms make sense to you? Yes, it, they make perfect sense to me. I have embarrassingly loaded up on my computer the alphabet so I don't get lost. So I'm looking at a little picture of of an alphabet. So I'm ready to go. It's probably a good idea. ABCs. <laughs> I, right. I, I, we probably have one in my house somewhere for my kids. Okay, here we go. What is, this is what mine looks like. I don't know if you can see this at all, but. Um. Yeah, I definitely have the alphabet as blocks on my yeah, phone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mine's that like these little wooden little guys. It's great. Okay, you ready for this? Let's do it. We're gonna start. <laughs> um, okay. Adoration is something that the church offers that I I think is underutilized. Basically, it's underutilized because uh, it takes a lot of organization to get everyone together to actually have adoration. Can you see any quick fix to that? <laughs> Drugs are... <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how I said quick fix. So you're just I know. <laughs> Dang, I really can't find a quick think of any quick fixes for that. <laughs> Everyone thinks there's a quick fix to these church problems, but there never really is. Fixes that concept even itself. It's like we don't need to fix things. We need to, uh, you know, how can we just not everything has a quick fix. We have to bring things together. Generally, generally, I agree with you. However, right now you don't? I'm not sure. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm not sure either. Ah, kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 listen. We've gotten off topic. Uh, the important thing is that we should probably have uh, more adoration. Yeah, my solution is that we should just have 24-hour adoration at every parish and get people to sign up for an hour uh, every day. Or not every day, you know. Get, get everybody to sign up for an hour where they're all covered. No way. Adoration at every single church all night, all day. That's impossible. Optional. So it's okay. Practically speaking, it might be better just to have churches open during the day so they can pray in front of the tabernacle. Question. Is praying in front of the tabernacle as powerful as praying in front of the exposed Eucharist? Relatively speaking, it depends on who you ask. Some would say yes. Some would say no. Too many people have opinions about this. The point is, prayer is good. Unfortunately, you're right. Too many people do have opinions on this, and they're all online. 
very online. These personalities, <laughs> they, just, they just never get off, and it's it's ruining the church. Wankers. <laughs> I've killed Father Anthony. Uh, <laughs> um, xeroxing that that word onto a piece of paper and putting it in front of the church when the church is closed to explain how people feel when they go to see a closed church door. You mean like Xeroxing some prayers that you can have in the Adoration Chapel to help people pray? There's a correct answer. Exactly. (laughs) Just say zealously and we're done. (laughs) Zealously. Yeah! (laughs) Zero zero chance I do that much work. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. It's very silly. I mean, we kind of had a conversation. <laughs> it was it it, it okay. was a conversation where I was definitely most likely on drugs and kind of zooming in and out of reality at certain times. But what uh, I, what I yeah. wanted was for us to have a conversation like it was in real life, but really it was yeah. like one of our texting conversations where I would say things very quickly and you would just leave me text bubbles for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, what can I say? You're you're definitely much more quick on your feet. When it comes yeah. to these things. Well, I think what you haven't realized yet, because yeah. I've seen this game and I've watched people play it, yeah. it's like y- you do realize that you have the ability to think ahead. <laughs> My like brain you, was not thinking ahead. I was like, I know to it wasn't. I was very obvious. Like, you have the list in front of you. You could be looking at the next letter, preparing something to say. Yeah. Every time I would say something, you'd be like, oh, my letter is H. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. We're going in order. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I am just a very attentive listener. You know, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say next. I want to hear what you have to say, Taylor. That's that's part of my ministry. Even and so, I, it hampered me. My love for you hampered me in this game. See, that's BS. But I do think that your station in life did affect how you play this game. It's just not in the loving way that you think it was. <laughs> I think you're just so used to just looking down and reading what's on the page. You're not reading ahead in the missile. No, not at all. You're just reading what's in front of you. You're like, wait, we're doing the Our Father after this? When did that happen? It's like, Father, we we know. We've been prepared. We've done this every week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not wrong. (laughs) All right, we're going to try this again. For better or worse. Yeah, for better or worse. And here's what I want. You're going to start, and I'm going to let you... Pick which letter we're starting on. We just started on A to make it easier for everybody. But now we're going to do the same thing. We went from A to Z, right? If you pick the letter L, we'll go from L to K. So whichever letter you want to start with, we will start and end with, you know, this 26th letter. Okay. Uh, Let me see. Let's go. um, uh, And you get to start it. You get to start our topic. You get to start our whole conversation. I know. Hmm. It's not that hard. I don't need text bubbles in this part. <laughs> I don't know why I'm stressing about this. <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with W. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're starting with W. Oh, just to give me X second. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> why do so many people leave mass early? Uh, xylophone music probably is one of the big reasons. 
You think that xylophone music is that pervasive in our church? Zero chance that's not a big deal. Uh, people are leaving the mass all the time because of the xylophone music. All this time, I thought it was because they weren't holy. I guess it really is all the xylophone music. Uh, blatantly obvious to me. <laughs> uh, can't we find some r- way to get rid of all the xylophones? Do you have a suggestion? Exterminate the xylophone players. Finally, a good idea. <laughs> good. We'll get together. <laughs> we'll get together the hit teams and we'll start taking out xylophone players. I don't know why you're doing the safety signal for the NFL <laughs> while you're doing this. <laughs> I'm just very excited about where the conversation is going. All right, what did you say? <laughs> I said, good. We'll get together hit squads and take up the xylophone players. Hit squads? That sounds like Illuminati to me. Illuminati, but... Barney Newer! <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati, comma, but for good guys. Justice, indeed. Killing, though, might be an extreme solution to the xylophone players. Mm. Lacking all requirements for mortal sin, do we have? (laughs) Mostly, mostly because our cause is just. Nice. I really like that moral moral backflip you did there. Uh, Only the the greatest theologians can perform moral backflips like that. Possibly a doctor of the church you're going to be. I don't know why I'm talking like Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Questionable, but I'll take the compliment. Right. I'm really proud of us. So, uh, I guess that solves that problem. Taylor thinks we solved the problem. (laughs) Ultimately, once we get rid of all of the Xylophone players, everyone will become holier. Victory! What's so funny is I don't think you know this, but the last episode we did together with, was with comedian Aaron Weber, and yeah. he pretty famously played, played the xylophone growing up, and it's a part of his stand-up act. Yeah, so that was an unknown follow-up to our last episode. That's very funny. You're getting better. I think the looking ahead thing and realizing you can look ahead really helped you out. Yes, it was a little smoother. It was a little smoother that time. I was like, I need you to say the red and do the black and say the black and do the red here, Betty. <laughs> you know, we got to get it all. Okay, we're going to do this one more time. Oh, my. Okay. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. We're going to start with, um, is there something you want to talk about? What's a topic that you want to talk about? What's a topic that it, I it, want to talk about? In, in this style. Is there something that's been really bothering you, something on your mind recently? Okay. Um, let's talk about our trip to Rome coming up. Okay. That's exciting. Here we go. We're going to start with um, O. We're going to start with O. You ready? Yes. We're start with O and end with N. Okay. Start with o. Our Rome pilgrimage is coming up, and we have nine people signed up. We really need one more person to come. Why don't you want to come to Rome with us? It's going to be great. Uh, people don't realize just how awesome it's going to be. Not only are we going to be in Rome, we're going to be in Rome and Italy with Taylor and Father Anthony. A quick way to reboost your faith, you know, get 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 a little uh, a little a little boost in your holiness. 
really, this is this is a win-win. Why why haven't you signed up? Sign up today at fortecatholic.com slash travel. Taylor, do you remember that time I tried to plug um, the sign up on my podcast? And I did a terrible job and made it way more complicated. Unfortunately, I do. You used the wrong URL. That's a double U. (laughs) (laughs) Very big mistake on my part, but uh, hopefully that doesn't stop people from trying to sign up. Well, as in typical our friendship fashion, I thanked you, but also roasted you at the same time for doing that. (laughs) Uh, Xylophones are... (laughs) Well... <laughs> are just on my mind. I'm sorry, I got distracted by our xylophone story just a few I, seconds ago. I, re- I really thought you were going to be like xylophones. None in the churches in Rome. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really need to see the, these beautiful churches. There's no xylophones in sight. There's beautiful art. We're going to have a great time praying and have some uh, great food and drink as well. Yeah, zero xylophones. Only cool stuff. <laughs> We've used zero, I think, every time for C. Yeah. Uh, Assisi, one of your favorite places in the world. We're going to spend a few days there. Basically, Assisi is magical. <laughs> it's a magical place. It's the only way I can describe it. Can't you ever use a different word for the letter that you're prompted for? <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> every single time we're getting rolling and you're like, I'm going to use the same word for all these letters. <laughs> Face it, I'm not that smart a person. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> However, I am normally good at saying the words of Mass, which I will be doing in Rome and Assisi. Uh, incredible. I can't wait. Uh, joke's on you. You have to wait a few more months, and we need one more person to sign up. Crap with a K. <laughs> Listen, if you're not going to take this game seriously, then why are we even playing it? Mom! Father Anthony's yelling at me again! (laughs) No, I'm not, and he started it. Fortecatholic.com slash booking. (laughs) 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 All right, what do you think? What do you think? How did our game go? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how it went, but I had a lot of fun with it. I... This this is one of those games that I'm going to play with everybody. This was so much yeah, fun for me. I you have to. And honestly, just like the Whisper game, it was just like, I don't care if this doesn't work. This was fun for us. So if you're still listening, props to you. We're very proud of you. Uh, whenever we come back, guess what we're going to do? A bunch of other random topics that Father Anthony's not prepped for. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet, you are missing out. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Just search Forte Catholic or whenever you're on YouTube and you'll find us. We just hit a quarter of a million views over on the channel. Not only do we have full-length episodes of this show, but we also have an entire teaching series called Catholic Foundations, where it's like the 10 primary things that Catholics need to know with myself and one of my friends uh, teaching these course, this course at our local parish. So we've got talks on uh, the moral life, sacraments, uh, the church, uh, the Trinity. There's all of these talks we hope that you will enjoy them, whether you are new to Catholicism or just kind of need a boost in that intellectual formation that we talked about in today's episode. We've also got our A Catholic Perspective series where we looked at some of our favorite movies, TV shows. Um, We even got a a book review coming out pretty soon. Um, That's our Catholic Perspective series. 
We also have um, uh, movies, or sorry, talks and worship and all kinds of stuff. Check it out today, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Check out some of the videos. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Eugene Sharapa. Father Anthony, uh, how do you think today's show is going? Are you enjoying this kind of weird hodgepodge of a show we have? To be honest, it's given me a bit of a pick-me-up. I was, I was kind of down at the beginning of the show. I'm having a lot of fun. This is great. Honestly, that, that's kind of what I needed. I feel like we're still yeah. talking the same like you know, rhythm that we were to play in the game in. <laughs> yes, like the pause and blah, 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 blah. Very happy and excited that we thought of a word to say. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been fun for me too. And, I, and that's kind of what I thought. I was like, look, I don't have time. or the I had time. I just didn't have the energy to like pull up a, a, a whole... Because typically what would happen is I would try to make... Ho- big connections to faith with all these topics. And now I'm just like, let's just talk about it and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Um, another thought that I've had for quite some time is um, our gospel writers up in heaven, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and John, John, good. Just make sure that you're still with us. Okay. So okay. the gospel writers up in heaven, I, I like to imagine, you know, all the connections that we have, in scripture where like this connects to the old Testament and this connects perfectly with something that Paul wrote and this, how does this connect? And there's all these beautiful connections that theologians have for the last 2000 years have, have put together. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you ever imagine the apostles up in heaven? Like, man, I didn't even know I put that in there. (laughs) Had no idea what they were doing. And just excited when somebody picks up some connection that they didn't know about. I think that's absolutely like definitely a lot of the stuff that they wrote was very purposeful. There was definitely a knowledge of the uh, scriptures, but uh, I, I bet just the Holy Spirit inspired them to write some stuff down. And there were connections that they didn't even expect. And they're like, ah, would you look at that? Look at that little connection they thought of down there. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I definitely imagine them doing that. It's funny. You're you're looking downward like you're. You're picturing the apostles looking down at humans yeah. and like, oh, look what they figured out. I pictured them looking up at the Holy Spirit like, I didn't even know you put that in there. <laughs> How'd you do that without me knowing? <laughs> yeah, that's both work, I guess. Yes. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Um, speaking of the scriptures, uh, you and I are both big fans of video games. What is your, maybe not your favorite video game you've ever played, but what is your favorite story told in a video game ever? My favorite story told in a video game ever is uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Red Dead Red- it's oh, amazing. The, sec- the second one? The one that's second one. a million years to draw out everything? The story is so good. It's such a beautiful redemption story. Like, I got emotional at the end of that game. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, it's, you know, God of War, God of War Ragnarok. I kind of put them together because it is kind of one story. Um, I love the, the 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 world of The Witcher, The Witcher 3. Just a great story. Oh, yeah. That's a fun story, too. Yeah. It's a good one. Mass Effect. I mean, there's great stories in yeah. all these things, mm-hmm. right? And I love Oh, I my mean, goodness. Mario, when he saves the <laughs> Princess Peach. Oh, I feel princess, it every time. She's in another castle. I know. She's always <laughs> in another castle. She never wants to be with me. <laughs> That's how I felt as a child playing those games. And as by mm-hmm. child, I mean, uh, you know, pimply teenager. <laughs> yes. Because um, you know, because we all know that all of my suitors were graduated college at the time. So. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I've been like last year was like a huge content year for me of like just everything 
that I love. Like, there's so much good television, so many good movies, so many great stories in video games where I would tear up or I would laugh or I would be angry. Like, I'd feel this whole range of emotions watching these TV shows, watching these movies, playing these video games, and then realizing that, like, I wasn't having any kind of, like, emotional connection to, like, the stories of scripture because they weren't new. Not because they're not ah. good. Just because, like, I'm diving into these new worlds and I'm learning new things and new stories and new characters. And then I'm like, yeah, David, Goliath, I know what happens. Got it. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, died for my sins. Rose again. Yeah, I got it. Like, yeah. and it, 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 it got so familiar where, like, I was, I was finding myself, and it happened over the course of many months, diving more into playing video games and watching movies and watching shows, not it it wasn't out of like bad intentions. It was just I'm more interested in this because this is more exciting and new. Have you ever mm-hmm. been in a point where like faith stuff is just like I've, I've, I I you get in like a rut where you're like I've heard this all before. Like this is this, nothing is new. It's not exciting. Well, that's the biggest challenge for me in preaching. Like I'll look at like whatever the gospel is, and it's like, well, I've heard this a thousand times. They've heard it a thousand times. How do I present this in a way that 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 grips people again and they see the power of it again so that's something i'm always kind of struggling with and actually it's, it's one of the more fun parts of preaching for me it's when i sit down like okay i've heard this story a bunch of times holy spirit come help me see it new again and give me something to like tell people to open it up again for them uh, sometimes it requires just me thinking and praying about it sometimes i have to open up and see what you know the church father said about it but that's i think that's a big part of big a big part of how I see my job as a preacher is to make those stories as relevant, not relevant, but as powerful as they actually are. Yeah. I mean, that's the job of the church is to take something that's 2000 years and make it applicable to people 2000 yeah. years later. Right. Um, but yes, yes, I have felt that way about church stuff before. Yeah. And I feel like I was there for like a lot of last year. And uh, I was like, why don't, why does, cause I like, I'm naturally attracted to like these big epic stories, these big epic tales with with heroism and like you know epic uh, you know the the sound cues that come in, right? Yeah. And I was feeling this um, as I was uh, I was working on Catechism in a Year, and you know because mm-hmm. like you know it 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 just released, but we've been working on it for months. So I was uh, encouraged by when we got to. Catechism 625 and 626. And I'm just going to read some of this because it, I was like, why don't we use this kind of epic language ever? Like Hmm. they're talking about Jesus and his death and his resurrection. Right. But it's in these terms of like the hero of the story, because he is, he's the hero of the story, like the primary (laughs) story of all of history. Right. And I'm like, we're just like, yeah, he died for our sins. I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So if you're, if you're in that kind of rut or you have been before, I, I found something that at least made me realize I was in the rut and kind of helped me out of it. Cool. Uh, here we go. The, in 625, talking about Christ's body in the tomb. The same person of the living one can say, I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. That sounds like the end of the video game where, you know, your Destiny 2 guy is like, you know, I died and behold, I am alive forevermore. And his nickname is the living one. I mean, Mm -hmm. like the person who laid in the tomb, his nickname is the living one. Like, is that not awesome? 
awesome. That is very awesome. That's very cool. I love it. God the Son did not impede death from separating his soul from his body according to the necessary order of nature, so that he himself in his person might be the meeting point for death and life. Like, where where is this in my normal life? Why did it take me working alone on the catechism of the year to find this epic language? Here's some more from 626. Since the author of life who was killed is the same living one who has risen, the divine person of the Son of God necessarily continued to possess his human soul and body separated from each other by death. The author of life who was killed is now the living one who has risen. Where has this been my whole life? And I, I know it's been in my bookshelf. Leave me alone. But where is this in my normal life? <laughs> You're just a sucker for cool titles. That's what I'm understanding. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, He's laying in a tomb. We're like, hey, what should we call him? You know, old grungy? No, the living one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> the author of life who was dead is now the risen one. It's just, it was just like this, it, it, this was language that made me feel like I was watching one of these new shows because yeah. one, it makes it sound epic, but two, this was new to me, right? Yeah. And I had to find something that was new, which like, I haven't spent a ton of time in the catechism. Like a lot of people do with the Bible, I've started it multiple times, and I usually peter out around number 200 to 300, right? Yeah. So um, it was kind of both of those things for me of like, okay, it was part of my realization. I talked about in the like uh, in, in our episode a couple weeks ago about how like one of the things that I want to do this year is to grow in my intellectual formation because I feel like mm. the last couple of years I've been sharing from my previous intellectual formation but haven't really grown myself in that in that regard. So... Um, I'm going to try to find some epic stuff and read that. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'll have suggestions for you if you're interested. Oh, cool. I am. Do yeah. you have any off the top of your head? Um, uh, read the Lord by Romano Guardini. It's oh. the life of Christ. It's basically a retelling of the life of Christ from, um, not a retelling, but he basically does what you're saying in this kind of epic language. Uh, it That's just awesome. goes through the gospels, but he's, like digging stuff up and seeing how like crazy it all is. I yeah. know that name. Is is he the is he the guy that's the the papal preacher? No, no. But he is a famous name, Romano okay. Gordini. He wrote um some good stuff on the Our Father and stuff. He was a big time theologian in like the nineteenth or twentieth. Yeah, nineteenth oh, gotcha. century, I think. I don't know yeah. who I'm thinking of. The the papal uh You're thinking of I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. Papal preacher. I don't even know if that's the right type. Uh yeah. He was a people preacher for John Paul. Uh, Reniero Cantabalesa. That's that guy. Cantabalesa. I thought it was the same. What was the person you said? Romano Gordini. Romano Gordini. Okay, I think I heard of him in, when I was in college, but I never really read him. So, um, cool. Um, next random topic, unless you have any other final thoughts on that. No, that's good. That's a, yes, good, good. Okay. Um, there's a connection. I, I think it might have been from catechism stuff again, but... Um, that God rested on Saturday after crucifixion. Uh -huh. Like I know that you know he was in hell and probably fighting, but like there right. was a day that we were all waiting, right? Yeah. Um, just like he rested on the seventh day of creation. And uh, I had heard that connection before that like mm -hmm. he rested on that day and he rested on this day, but just that in both um, peace had come to the whole universe, but we weren't aware of it yet. Mm. Uh, like really stuck with me. Well, like God yeah. was just like, hey, everything's good. Everything's done. And we're just going to rest, right? Mm -hmm. Where like on that Saturday, it's like, hey, 
victory and peace have come to the entire world and you're still in shambles because you don't yeah. realize what I've done yet. And I was like, oh, okay. So all these times that I feel like I'm in shambles and where's my peace? Where's the victory, Lord? Where, why, why, is my, why are both of our lives so stressful the last few weeks? And yeah. he's like, peace has come. You're just not aware of it yet. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very true. Um, it's, it's one of those, it's one of the constant things that we constantly get tripped, tripped up at, tripped up by as Christians, as precisely in these dark moments where Christ is working, uh, the most or has accomplished his work. And we just have to take a deep breath and listen for it or wait for it. And a lot of times, even just that waiting is a painful thing, but it's like, yeah, God's in control. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Okay. Uh, going from that very holy moment to, uh, this one. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was about a year ago, somewhere around a year ago. Uh, Allison and I were here. We were working on her show. And uh, she, uh, as she often does when she comes here to record a show, she offers to buy us both something from DoorDash. And uh, so we shared the story on the show, just how funny it was that we were here recording Forte Catholic and Center Saint Sister on the same day. And in the middle, we took a break because Allison ordered us Chick-fil-A. Do you, nice. do you remember the name? of the person who brought us our food from DoorDash. Who brought our Chick-fil-A to us? Was it was it Jesus? It was you? Jesus. It was Jesus. <laughs> Jesus yeah. brought us our Chick-fil-A, right? That's beautiful, yes. And we live, in, well, I, I call it a relatively small town, but I realize that like in Texas, our small towns are bigger than like everywhere else's cities. <laughs> so yeah. it's very funny. We're like the, you know, 12th largest city in Texas, but we're like the largest city in almost every other state. It's very funny. Um, yeah. But I order on DoorDash enough, and our community is small enough that I had Jesus bring my DoorDash to me again Ooh. this past week, except it was a little different order. And I tweeted about it, and people had mixed, mixed feelings about this. Jesus brought me my food from Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just getting the wings, I assume. You know, are, are you are you somehow patronizing a a establishment of ill repute in some level? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. Sometimes I don't want to comment on things. <laughs> I will say it is funny. The sentence that Jesus brought you your order from Hooters Jesus is objectively did. funny. That much I can say. I think it's a beautiful story of spiritual warfare. I did not wow. have to go into the belly of the lion's den. Jesus did mm -hmm. that for me, and he brought me the goods. Uh, mm -hmm. Just you know, just like what we were just talking about the story of when Jesus died. Yeah, the riches, the riches of Egypt. The Israelites brought that with them. You know, they right, had to leave exactly. Egypt behind, but they were allowed to bring those riches. You know, G Jesus went in, descended into hell so that I might have the resurrection. And I think yeah. the food from Hooters was the resurrection. And it's very funny. And people had all of their opinions, but. For me, there is one reason and one reason only why I've never foot, stepped foot in a Hooters. And it's because of some of their stuff of ill repute, right? Yes. Um, but there's, there is no issue for me to order it on DoorDash. And I've yeah. done so four or five times since DoorDash became a thing. I never got to enjoy Hooters before DoorDash because I could never, as a, a semi-righteous, semi-Catholic person, you know, I could never Fair walk enough, yeah. in there uh, for my own sake, for scandal's sake, you know, all of the things, right? Yeah. 
But bro, Jesus can bring it to me. And it, I've ordered it before. I've ordered it four or five other times before. Yeah. And you know, Bill brought it, and Susan brought it. So even if you think there was a time there, I promise you that Jesus fixed it by the time the food arrived to my house. Absolutely, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Jesus made it all better. He really he redeemed really the wings. He did. Okay. Uh, final thing. Final thing. Maybe we'll do two. We'll do two more. Two more okay. little thoughts. Again, not a segment. Could not make a segment out of this. Okay. But it broke my brain. And the only point of bringing this up is, one, am I crazy? Or two, is it going to break the brain of everyone else listening? Has anyone else ever thought of this? And maybe you have. Maybe I'm late to the party. I don't think this is one of those things where it's like, I'm the first person in history to ever have this thought. No. But I think if you've had this thought, you're going to connect with this. Catholic. The word. Catholic. Just listen to me say it. Catholic. You ready for another word? Okay. Catholicism. Okay. Got it? Yeah. Okay. Why is the A sound different? Catholic. Catholicism. Catholic. Catholic. No, don't say it like you're trying to... Catholic. Like you're Siri. (laughs) Ka. It's Kaka, right? Yeah. Okay. I've never noticed before this week, and it broke my brain because it's either I don't understand how we did this because it's either Catholic and Catholicism, or it's Catholic and Catholicism. (laughs) This is. They are technically different words. I mean, you're allowed to. I don't know, man. I'm glad you never tried to make this into a topic. This is weird. This is All, this is dumb. Here's is what dumb. You said they're different words, but the yeah. first C A T H O L I C. The first eight letters are the same. All you did is add an ism at the end, and it changes the A. How? <laughs> well, from now on, I'm going to declare myself a Catholic priest. <laughs> A Catholic priest. That's the funnier version before. Because the, yes, other, the other fix is Catholic and Catholicism. Like saying it completely properly. Yeah, not as funny. But Catholicism and Catholic. I, I'm yeah. a Catholic speaker. Welcome to Forte Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love going to Catholic Mass. It's the most... <laughs> okay. You understand? Lo- Catholic means universal. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or universal. I don't know. Universal. That was funny. I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, okay, going back to this is this is this is a return to our hedge of protection conversation. Remember the setup for that was I was at this conf- I was at this retreat yeah. that had a bunch of um, charismatic stuff happening, right? And I'm not saying this was the Lord, but I'm saying it was strange. <laughs> okay, I was talking about um, one of my favorite things to talk about with confirmation students is how. Uh, John the Baptist had disciples. I explain what disciples are. Yeah. I do the talk in like two minutes. And immediately, John sees Jesus and he says, behold, the Lamb of God. And immediately, these two disciples go and follow Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and I ask them, why did they follow Jesus? They didn't know Jesus. They didn't trust Jesus. They didn't love Jesus. They went because they trusted John, mm-hmm. right? Okay, they yeah. trusted John the Baptist. And so when he said, behold, the Lamb of God, the guy I've been telling you about, they trusted to go and follow him, right? So I asked them, like, you know, who has been 
like that John the Baptist kind of figure in your life. Your parents, your grandma, your tia, your youth minister, your confirmation sponsor, uh, you know, the speakers. Like, who, who has it been? And we're all telling you, behold, the, the Lamb of God, there he is. Are you going to go follow him because you're done kind of, quote, unquote, following me, right? Because we kind yeah, of co- yeah. follow our parents. You know, whenever I like it. That'll work. Um, and one of the crazy things is that one of those two people that goes to follow Jesus that was a follower of John the Baptist is Andrew. And he hears about it, and he gets excited. He has to go share it with his brother, whose name is Simon, right? And then he brings Simon. We found him. We found the Lord. And he brings Simon to Jesus. And the first conversation that Jesus has with Simon says, Hello, Simon. (laughs) Your name is Rock now. (laughs) It's like, it is... So I I always try to point out how odd and kind of silly this conversation is. I was like, put yourself in the story, right? So I I picked one of the guy's names in the at the retreat. And I said, uh, that would be like me walking up to Lucas, who was a student at the retreat. Yeah. I said, that would be like me walking up to Lu- Lucas yesterday when I arrived at the retreat. I've never met any of you before. And I said, your name is Kevin now. And that usually gets a laugh whenever I yeah. share this at a retreat, right? Yeah, it sure. got a huge laugh to the point where I was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's I'm like, not, it's that, not that funny. <laughs> I'm not that funny, right? And they said, they all started laughing, and the other boys were like, his dad's name is Kevin. Oh, fun. And so we all started laughing again. So I picked a random kid. I knew all the boys' <laughs> names because I was their small group yeah. leader, right? I knew yeah. all the boys' names. I could have picked any one of the boys and picked any random name, right? I picked Lucas, the child, and I picked, <laughs> of all men's names, I picked Kevin. That was his dad's name. That's fun. Lucas's middle name? Simon. No. So we were all laughing and going crazy. And then this just look of dread came upon his face. And he whispered, my middle name is Simon. And the place went berserk. (laughs) Where it was like, we had just been talking about like this, you know, prophetic words and miraculous things happening. And obviously this isn't going to change anybody's world. Right. Right. But for all of us, it was kind of like. I mean, it's either God or the weirdest coincidence ever. That's delightful. <laughs> that is delightful. It was very silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like that Jesus is just a dude who gives out nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're Simon. You guys are the sons of thunder. He just like loves like nicknaming his bros. I, I think that's a really an under underrealized part of Jesus' personality. Which brings us back to our the living one has the defeated one. death. Jesus Everyone loves a good needs nickname. nicknames. Which I didn't even realize. I have been I have been so Christ-like in how I treat my co-hosts because I give yeah. y'all a new nickname every time exactly. we talk. It's I'm beautiful. just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, Never that's apologize. Our show. <laughs> Never apologize and give out nicknames, and you can be like Jesus too. Exactly. You know, just people you've never met. Hey, your name's Rock now. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. It's better than my old nickname. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That guy used to call me Buttface, and now I'm Rock. <laughs> it's, a, it's a step up. Rock right. is super cool. Yeah. Well, this is fun. We did it. We did our just complete. We, we covered so many topics. We played a brand new game. Proud of us. I am too. Well, uh, I'm proud of you if you if you kept listening all the way through this. I hope that you had as much fun as we did. I'm Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Kevin Simon Sharapa. I'll be back next week. I'll be back next month. See ya! <laughs>
you guys for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed this uh, a little different flavor of an episode. If you did, please remember to hit that subscribe button. Share it with a friend, somebody that might be having a tough week or who would enjoy um, some, some Catholic fun. Send it over to them, you know, text it to them, share it on social media, whatever. We appreciate you guys. Love you, and we'll see you very soon.